You're listening to the podcast version of Spark TV, a monthly drop of interviews where we have a wine with the world's most inspirational female founders. I'm your host, Danielle Lewis, the CEO and co-founder of Scrunch, a global influencer marketing community, as well as the founder of Spark Founders Program, a global membership for female founders who are ready to grow their business. Our vision for Spark TV is to share founder stories so you might garner inspiration and pick up strategies to shortcut your own success. Before we start, I do have a special request. Press pause and go and get yourself a glass of vino. We've both got one and we want to share it with you. Got it? Amazing. Remember, you can also watch these episodes on our YouTube channel, Spark Founders Program, or you can follow our Instagram account at Spark Founders Program for daily business tips. Now sit back, enjoy the vino, and let's bring a little spark to your business. Leon, thank you so much for being here on Spark TV. It is so fabulous to have you. Thank you. Oh, wonderful to be here, Danielle. I know we have been um, following each other for a little while, so I'm so excited to share your story with the Spark community. Uh, look, the way I like to kick off is just asking you, what is it that you do? Let's let's give the people a window into your soul. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, I, I wear two hats in sort of in business. So my I have um, co-founded, or a few years ago, I co-founded a business, a property technology business. Wow. Um, called Property Whispers, and it was a world's first at the at the time, which is very very exciting. And what it, what it is, or what it does, very briefly, is that. For those who are looking to purchase a property, it's those off-market properties that a lot of people can't get access to. So what I've done is I've actually put that off-market sales approach, if you like, uh, online. So it's a bit like um, it's a matching dating website. In fact, we were coined by um, sort of TV Channel 7. I was interviewed on Channel 7 News and that's like the Tinder for property in the off-market space. <laughs> they always find a way to include Tinder for something in their marketing. I love yeah. it. Exactly, exactly. So that's a matching platform. So buyers uh, join the platform, they put up their specifications and then agents and sellers put up their properties and then they are connected and they it's an opportunity for them to talk about the property and then hopefully a sale occurs so that's um that's property whispers that's my first hat um and then my the second hat that I wear which is um a consulting business so Mm -hmm. it's my name Leanne Fletcher Consulting um and that came about as a result of what I had been doing in the technology world in in the property technology business Mm -hmm. is that I had a lot of other small business owners who were really keen to understand what it is that I do in terms of marketing activities and and how I could help them in growing their business and getting them more visible. So that that's what I do as well. And I love the, I love connecting with people. So I really enjoy you know the one on one consulting. I really enjoy helping people uh, find their own way in marketing because mm-hmm. it's a little bit overwhelming for small business owners. Um, to sort of know where to start. Mm. So I really break it down, make it easy for them, get a strategy that they understand and that they can implement. And so I help them on that journey. 
Wow. So you don't sleep having two businesses. I know. And well, how did you get there? So, I mean, you know, it sounds all very well and good to say, oh, I launched a prop tech business and I have a consulting firm, but, you know, obviously that didn't happen on day one. Was there a career beforehand? How did you start these amazing businesses? Thank you. Yes. Well, I'm not going to show my age too much, but um, I've been spending, my my career has always been in marketing and sales. Mm -hmm. And I've just, I love learning. So I've always been learning on on the job. Um, I actually did a science degree at university. So I was actually hoping that that's where I would sort of continue on because that was my real passion in those days was sort of really loving the science and the curiosity of things was what was driving me. And so I finished my science degree, but for somehow curiosity left, sort of turned the path into business. And um, I think it was because when I was a teenager, when I was younger, I worked in my parents' uh, business. It was Oh, okay. What did they do? It was a small manufacturing business. And so during the holidays, I would actually go and, work on the reception, help, you know, sort of people with sort of customer service roles, you know, sort of the very basic things that you do when you're 15 years old. And then I moved up and I sort of, oh, I worked in the showroom. So I had very early um, sort of, you know, input or very early introduction, if you like, to small business. Mm. And I understood or could see how customer service sort of came about, how, you know, how you had to interact with people through sales. Um, I sort of dabbled in sort of what I was calling marketing back then in very early sort of 20s, sort of late teens, 20s. Um, so my um, interest in business continued. So mm-hmm. all that learning came about sort of in, in my career. So I've worked in small business uh, marketing roles as well as in corporate. So I understand corporate marketing. I understand small business marketing, but I've always come back to small business because I just, I love the challenges and I love the um, the agility that small business can have yeah, as true. opposed to a sort of a large corporate. Mm. Um, and then you know, I got married, had kids. Um, and then I thought, oh, I'd love to try out real estate. So (laughs) I thought I'm going to go and do a real estate course, which I did. I'm a real estate agent for Mm -hmm. a few years. And it was at that point that I um, realised there was a problem while Mm -hmm. I was a real estate agent with people not accessing off-market properties. So I just jumped on the startup world. I just went, I've got to do it. Mm. I've got it. I believe there's a problem. There is a problem. A lot of people kept coming up to me, asking me to find the solution for their off-market mm. properties. I had a solution online. There was nothing like it in in the world is what I thought at the time. And I've done, done the research. Mm. And we've since then, I mean, we've won multiple awards for it being sort of this innovation. So I was really excited and I've always, you know, sort of having that um, startup journey you know, sort of into where I am today has led me to sort of help people on their journey, um, you know, sort of whether it's sort of helping them be innovative and come up with ideas and also through their sort of marketing strategies. So that's sort of my little career. (laughs) The journey. I love it. And I love that, you know, um, yeah, it wasn't I was 15 and I had this, you know, prop tech idea. Uh, 
you know, it is the journey, right? Like it is the attitude of consistent learning and then one day seeing a problem and having the entrepreneurial spirit to actually solve it, right? Because I'm sure that when you saw that gap in the market, you didn't, you know, have all of the tools in your toolkit. You didn't know how to build a tech platform or do this or do that. You go, no, I know there's a problem here. I know what the solution is and I've got enough sales and marketing now. I'll figure the rest out. Yep. Absolutely. You're absolutely spot on. And I think um, I think that's what um, a lot of uh, small business owners or people who are looking to go into the startup world also mm. struggle with is they go, do I need to know absolutely everything? You yes. know, what is it? Should I do it? Should I not do it? Um, and I think so many people miss out on mm. those opportunities or the, you know, if, Maybe it, there's a little bit of a personality thing for those who are going into startups. You know, there's risks involved. You know, you need to sort of really assess that risk factor. You know, you've got to spend a lot of time in it, if not full time, in, in building mm. this. Mm. But there's so many resources out there and there's so many ways that you can, you know, go on that journey and not be alone as well. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of people are doing it. And, you know, like yourself, you're helping sort of startup founders on that on that journey. So I think it's a really, really um, a good thing to do if you feel you've got something, a real problem that, you know, that you've got a solution for. Totally. Well, it's a great place to start, isn't it? You know, like really evaluating whether, you know, people want that problem solved. And if you have enough to kind of, you know, understand how to create some type of product to solve it, or at least the beginnings of, then it's just a good place to start. You know, you don't, I feel like there's enough businesses out there kind of doing nothing. Starting with the problem (laughs) is always a good idea. But I mean, that's like, you know, lessons you and I have learned over decades. So I'm sure that you've learned a whole lot of lessons in both reviewing so many different small businesses in the consulting practice, but also going through the journey yourself. What have been some standout moments or key lessons that you've really, I guess, learned, come across um, that you would impart wisdom to other people listening in? Yeah. Absolutely. There there are lessons that I've learned and really happy to share those with you. I I think that um as I mentioned earlier and you've mentioned as well understanding what the problem is, like mm. really focusing on um knowing what those customers or your audience have got the issues around mm. and writing it down and turning it upside down and just really being clear that that problem does exist and doing the research. It's really, really important to do the research Mm. um, and not just speak to family and friends, but go out, talk to those customers, actually, you know, talk to people who you don't know and ask them, what do you think about this and get their feedback. And that, that does take a lot of time. Mm. And then being able to know that what solution you've got really does solve that problem. And again, it's talking to your customers and and seeing how they react and having their their feedback. So I think that's really important to clear on the problem Mm. and make sure that you're solving it with whatever the solution that you have for Mm. that audience. Um, I think also... it's important in in any business and to stand out in in, in business is to be different. Yeah. Now, 
you know, just having a, another business that, you know, you may be, um, you know, selling a product, let's say it's pet food, you know, yeah. there's lots of people out there, companies big and small who are selling pet food, but you can find a way that makes you stand out mm. as being different to everybody else in the marketplace and have a fabulous business and you know there's lots of customers for. So you've really got to find what is your sweet spot. What what makes you different? Is it your service? Is it your product? Is it the 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 business model? Like you know, how are you selling those products or services? So I think mm. being different and a lot of it can come down to also the founder, you know, the way they present themselves. You know, if you're the face of the business, then that, that's a difference already so I think that's a, a lesson I've learned is to really just keep at sort of what is that makes you different um, and you, you know you can have a great business um, being visible and in different forms so you know having a, a great website making sure that your photos out there really position you know you, you like the photos that you're putting out there um, it helps, doesn't it <laughs> it does, it does. <laughs> and 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 knowing what it is you do and and share it really succinctly as well yeah. so you know making sure you can talk about your business so uh, make sure that it's clear on your website, on your, your LinkedIn or all your social media, Instagram, Facebook, just making yourself visible as well as being online, it's important to be offline as well. Mm. So, you know, go to networking events, getting out there, talking to people, speaking to your customers. Don't be, um, yeah, don't also hide behind, um, you know, the business and not actually be the front person. I think that's mm -hmm. a really important thing as well. I think these days especially, isn't it? I um I talk to a lot of people who don't want to be that person. You know, mm -hmm. they really want to, they really do want to sit in the background and have the value that the business provides kind of stand out. But but it's really interesting when you talk about the fact that you've got to stand out in business. You're right. No one else is us. Like that is, you know, a surefire way to be different and stand out is actually leveraging your personal brand exactly. and putting yourself out there. I love exactly. that point. Yeah. And I think um, people love to, to talk to people and, and, and they yeah. resonate with people, you know. Yes. So I think more and more now, post-COVID, we're all... We've all sort of like need, have this need to connect, even if it's virtual online or, mm. you know, and if you can get out and be in person, it's even a bonus these days. But, you know, just that connection, I think, is really important. So I think uh, being an individual, having, you know, we've all, mm. we're all individuals and having that voice um that's that's what makes you stand out and 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 how and what your passions are and what you believe in I think that's really important you're right and it's so powerful I think and I'm always blown away you know I think you're right people buy from people you know we teach that in sales right so it is funny that you know if you are starting a business that you're sort of hesitant to put yourself out there I guess it's difficult with and I love your point about loving the photos that you put out, right? I'm such a big, uh, look, I'm, you know, vain is the next person. I don't love showing up without makeup on. It doesn't make me feel good. I know everyone's all about it these days, but it just doesn't, I just don't feel confident when I do that. So I make sure that if I'm going to be on a Zoom, I pop a little bit of makeup on so I feel good showing up on camera. Yeah. 
but I also invest in personal branding shoots as well. So you're right. You've just got a bank there, a bank of photos and content that you can post that you feel good about. And then you don't have to sit there in the daily, oh my God, I don't want to post anything and just waste hours and hours spiraling because you've got stuff that you're proud of. Yeah, exactly. And having a bank of photos, like, you know, not don't just go and get one selfie or, you know, you're yeah. <laughs> out. Like I think investing in a good photographer, I think mm. it, it's great. You know, I think that really helps because then you, you know, you know or you feel you can, that's a good photo. Like I didn't take that as a selfie. Someone else did. They're the experts and you can actually use it in so many different forms on your, yes. on your posts. And then having you know, photography in situ, like actually having a bank of photography for all your sort of marketing activities is fantastic. And it helps create all that content. Like, you know, like we all have struggle sometimes to what am I going to put out there? What content, what what words are we going to say? But photo says a lot. So I think photography is really, really important, Mm -hmm. particularly being visible. And I think I've got two more lessons. Tell me. Yes, yes. I, I literally already have a post-it note full, so please yes. hit me with more. I've already, well, already. I just <laughs> thought I'd share this yeah. um, with you and your audience. And, and one of the things that I've learned is um, never stop reading up on anything, you know, that's obviously related to your business, but keep learning, you know. Mm. Don't just stay, this is all I know. I think improving your skill sets along the way, you know, all the technology and all the tools that we have. Uh, um, I'm not going to say they're easier than you think because there does take time to get used to things, but we're, we live in a world where we can have things at our fingertips and it, they are so powerful. So I think just learning about what's available, you know, systems and, you know, what will make your life in business so much easier. I think a lot of small business owners struggle with that because they don't know what tools to use. Mm. So just learning about all those things and reading up on those who have had success previously is, is, is good. Um, and then, you know, keeping, and it just keeps the creativity alive doesn't it sort of you you're constantly um thinking about well what's the next thing and I think that's really important is just to keep those creative Mm. ideas ideas going I know I could not agree just before you tell you last night I just want to agree with you because it's really funny obviously I've got all the books in the background here if anyone's watching the video version of this um but that is something weird happens I always say this if anyone listens to this podcast they'll hear me bang on about this all the time but something bizarre happens when I read and it's like my brain gets like the focus time to actually come up with ideas you know I can be staring at a blank page for all day and come up with nothing and then I'll go and I'll go give up I'll go read a book outside and all of a sudden all of this stuff comes to me even if it's not a business book you know it's just almost like it's you know it does something to your brain you know it it does sometimes it gives you ideas but also I think it just gives you the space to think absolutely I think you're so right that continuous learning Mm. that that reading is puts you in your own world takes Mm. you out of that sort of business online whether you like to read a physical book or audible books I I, I listen to books as well Um, amazing the brain does amazing things when you're in your own space and you come up with ideas um make sure you write them down but it is a good thing to keep keep reading or keep listening I, I highly recommend it um and then my last lesson, you know, sort of what I, I 
find or have over my journey um, is, is being able to test all marketing ideas. So test those activities, but don't get too caught up in, oh my gosh, if it fails, what what happens? Mm. What do I do next? So mm-hmm. always use, um, you know, if you're having to pay Facebook ads or, you know, small bits of money, like always give yourself some time. This is a test. So you do it for a little while, analyze the results. And then if it's if it works, great, do it again. And then you can scale you know, slowly and and more efficiently. So Mm. I always think it's important to try different things in your business, to try um, different marketing activities, see what you like doing. So some people like being on Zoom and talking on podcasts. Other people like writing. Other people, um, you know, like sort of doing live webinars or, you know, Facebook lives and things. So Mm. test things, but don't feel like you have to stick with it. Yeah. See see where your groove is. And then I think that will make um, you as, you know, the business owner sort of happier in in showing up. Yeah, And it's so funny too. Like I always think that, you know, when you think about sales and marketing, right, there's so many different channels that you could try Mm. to kind of think that the first one, the first thing that you do is going to be a success is very optimistic, (laughs) you know, so I think you've got to have that testing mindset, right? You do have to kind of go, all right, there's hundreds of things I could try. And within each one of those different channels or tests, there's all different variations of things that I could do. So I'm going to have to keep a pretty open mind and track it and do more of the stuff that works and the stuff that doesn't work. Don't consider that a failure. That's just a test and move on to the next thing. I um, I love that. That's, yeah. that is such good advice too, because I feel like you know, sometimes we're so emotionally invested in everything we do because it's our business baby that we do get a bit disheartened when things don't work out. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that is um, the joy of a startup as well is like, you know, that sort of excitement um, of, you know, what's going to work. Um, you know, obviously the, the not what's not going to work is not that exciting, but it's sort of a learning. But you mm. learn from your mistakes or the the things that don't work. So I don't feel as it is, oh, and, and get sort of quite sort of um, concerned by it. Learn from it, change it, or, yes. you know, just um, tweak and, and move on and, and do that, do those activities that are going to sort of drive it forward. So mm. I think there's a lot of testing iterating and repeat rinse repeat the whole thing oh my god it never ends does it it never Never ends ends. i think i mean i love these lessons so much because i think they're universal i think any person in business listening today could take any one of those lessons and apply it to their business my question to you is Sometimes as business owners, it's a little bit of a lonely road. You know, we might be um, sitting down to do our 2023 planning with a blank page in front of us and we're all by ourselves. And, you know, yes, we're listening to these lessons and thinking, how can I apply them? Do you have any tips for, you know, being self-motivated and being able to, you know, self-direct some of these lessons? How have you found, you know, obviously you work with a lot of business owners, so you probably see them struggle a bit sometimes 
sometimes you are your own boss in both businesses mm. you know how do you think people who might be by themselves can kind of find the motivation and inspiration to apply these different things in their business yeah no it's it's a really good question and I, you know, I spend a lot of time on my own also delving mm-hmm. into, you know, the work as we all do. And it's a lot of thinking time. And um, I always try and um, every day <laughs> make sure that I do have a conversation with people. And mm-hmm. if it's getting out of, of your home or office or whatever, mm-hmm. um, actually getting up, getting out and just whether it's going for a walk or it's Mm -hmm. having a coffee in a coffee shop, you can even take your computer with you if you feel like. I mean, I I sometimes go and listen to podcasts in a coffee shop just so I can see people. Yes. So I'll be doing that (laughs) sort of thing, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to stay connected. So connected with um, individuals you know, family or friends or networking Mm. groups that you're a part of. I think that's Mm. really important to to sort of get out there and sort of definitely keep connected because it is, you know, post, you know, during COVID, I think when you were, everyone was alone and there was that concern. I think now we need to just make sure that we're sort of face-to-face or at least talking to people. So that would be one thing I would say. Mm. The other thing I would, would, would suggest is, just get into a routine, like try and get into that daily routine because then the brain is like that knowing that you're in, you, there is a process or there's um, um, you've got a schedule. Yeah. So you know what's coming up, you know what's mm. what you're looking forward to. So you're actually getting into that next sort of thing on the list. Um, I need I need to take that advice. That was yeah. advice I just needed to hear. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's, yep. I think that's sort of good a good process. Mm. Um, and I think it's just um, I think it, one you know you, you just need to um, be kind to yourself. Yeah, you know, just you know, if it means taking a day off. The business is still going to be there. Or, you know, if you feel you're not working at your capacity for whatever reason, we all have good days and bad days, is actually be kind to yourself. Don't try not to stress about these things. It will come and go and, you know, just switch off and do something else. I I think people try to push through Mm. things mentally. feel guilty feel guilty mm. mentally, but you don't get a great result when you're not yeah. at your at your best that I is think. so true yeah and I love um where you started as well where you said um about thinking time Mm. I also think that people feel guilty about thinking like I feel like as sometimes as business owners we feel like we need to be in the doing to be productive and making progress but I think that I think that thinking time is actually undervalued you know I think giving yourself that space to process um, and refine your ideas and strategize and think of what's next. Like I call it my CEO time. It usually happens over a glass of bubbles in the bath, but it's just giving myself space to think. And I do, I literally do it in the bath because A, that's relaxing, but B, because you can't really take your laptop in. So you're forced to be with your own thoughts. I think that's really, really important. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'll share a little secret with you as well. Please. The idea for the 
property technology platform that um, I launched actually happened in while I was in the shower. I so love it. That whole thinking of we've got a problem here, how do I solve it? It mm-hmm. happened when you're relaxed, when yeah. I was relaxed. And I think that's so important um, to, to find your, you know, what, what makes you feel good yeah. and to go into that zone and not feel guilty and actually yeah, use that time to think, mm. strategize, plan, and just decompress. And, you know, we're, we're so busy doing so much, but I think it's so important absolutely to go and um, just have that time to yourself to think or meditate, whatever whatever works for you. Yeah, and I love I love what you just said there, like find what relaxes you because you're right, it does look different for every person. Absolutely. Sure, I know a girl um, who uh, actually listens to heavy metal music <laughs> and that's her form of meditation. And I mean, that would drive me nuts, but yeah. that's the thing yeah. that like gets her excited, gets her clear. I was like, yeah. that's so cool. Like find the thing that works for you. Yeah. It doesn't have to be what everybody else does. Exactly. I mean, there are times where I will put on loud dance music so I can dance around that gets that sort of creativity yeah happening um something that makes me feel good and I love you know I love dancing around the house and being positive and um just I think that all (laughs) is um you know that you've got to have a bit of you know have that joy in your day-to-day so yeah oh I it's spot on right like it's so funny I find that a lot of the times people go into business because they want more freedom, they want more flexibility, they want more st- joy in their life. And it just ends up being stress, stress, stress every day. Mm-hmm. And I think that the only thing I've learned <laughs> is that I am responsible for the joy in my life and I am allowed to and can choose joy even when the world is burning yeah. around me. Absolutely. You know, we- I think it's really important. I think that's one big lesson we've all learned coming out of COVID, isn't it? <laughs> is to actually really enjoy life, enjoy yeah. the moment. Yes. Uh, be present, you know, with family and friends and um, not worry about the work. Come back to it when you're focused. Yes. Absolutely. I love it. Well, I mean, interesting. So COVID just sparked this question for me. So not specifically around COVID, but obviously starting businesses, not always smooth sailing. Have there been any challenges for you, uh, either business, whatever, that, you know, has provided a good, maybe it was a bit of an aha moment of, okay, didn't see this challenge coming, um, you know, that you might be able to reflect on and and share some wisdom with us? Well, um, the challenges, I probably refer back to some of those activities, which is where my lesson has come out of in terms of the marketing activities, things that, you know, don't always work. Mm. Um, one can spend a bit of money on an activity that it doesn't always think or come out yes. you know, how, you, how you expect. Yes. Um, it hurts and- more sometimes when there's money involved, doesn't yes. it? It's uh, not just uh, our ego. It's also costs money like, oh, yeah, and particularly when you think this is going to be a winner, like, great, I can't wait for it to happen. And then it I just think goes. that about all of my ideas. So, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mm. Um, and I think um, one of the other sort of big challenges I've had is, is and, you know, working from home is mm. 
time management and just making sure that yeah. I set out what I'm going to do. I can't believe it's almost the end of the year. And, you know, there are things that I did want to get done that unfortunately just have dropped off the perch, just yeah. haven't got done, but mm. they'll get back on. If and, and, and I always look at it and say, well, it obviously wasn't that important at the time or it was on the wrong time of the calendar, whatever yeah. it may be, or something else has happened. Mm. But I think um, the time management challenges when you work alone can mm. be a real, really uh, important Thing to sort of manage in fact I've just come out of a planning session and the beauty of this planning session is if anyone is looking at planning for the year or have mm. done their planning for the year is to get yourself a calendar from January to December and oh, mapping yeah. out absolutely everything from personal dates event dates networking dates um, your sort of launch dates what is it that you want to do in the year in terms of product, whether it's new business um, products and offers? And it's what's wonderful about a calendar, it's so simple, is that it's physically in front of you. So I do encourage yes. you to actually print it out. I love uh, that. Yes. Just get I'm all about the, the physical notebooks, pens, post-its. Yep. <laughs> print it out and mm. give yourself a few hours to really sort of map out yeah. a really good plan. So to me, then the challenge of that is not in mm. your head, mm. but actually put it out on paper. Yeah. And I love that because, you know, part of, you know, another challenge that we have in business is that overwhelm of, I don't know what to do next. And you're right. If you have actually taken the time to go, right, this is my plan. And now I've mapped it out across 12 months. And now it is literally sitting in front of me. You remove that block, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. make it easier for yourself to take the next step, even on the days where you're feeling a little bit unmotivated or stuck. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, at least, and you've got dates in front of you and those dates may move, but at least mm -hmm. you've, you, you can, you can see it. It's there. Um, if you need to change things then you can, but it's not all in your head. And I think as small yeah. business owners, we keep a lot in our head. There's, you know, mm -hmm. I, I do a lot of thinking, I get ideas, ideas. It's write it down, get yes. yourself a notebook. If, you know, journal, start journaling, put yes. all your ideas in a notebook and then you can come back to it, read it. And when you want to start looking back, did I write that? Did I really <laughs> think that? Or maybe it was a good idea and then you'll go yes. and do something with it. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. Leanne, you are absolutely incredible. Thank you, Thank you. for today and sharing your wisdom with the Spark community. Um, I know that I have filled up pages of my post-its. So <laughs> you've inspired me. Um, and this is the perfect time of year to be, you know, talking about lessons and planning. So absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Danielle. It's been an absolute pleasure. That wraps this episode of Spark TV. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. That helps other amazing female founders like you find us and grow too. You can also follow along on Instagram at Spark Founders Program for daily business inspiration and DM us with a guest you'd like to hear from next. Or even join our community at sparkfoundersprogram.com. Thank you for being here. And if no one tells you today, you got this.